the who, who you are, drives the what and the how. And what that means is, what drives who you're being, ultimately, remember, you are your where your attention is, and you drive your attention up here. The stories that we're telling ourselves. Welcome back, or welcome to the Create Purpose Podcast. Today, I've got a special treat for you. I'm, I'm going to be doing something I've not done before, and I'll let you know what that is here just in a bit. But before I do, I wanted to ask you a question. And this is for my journalers out there. Maybe not all of you that are listening have ever journaled before or wrote anything down, but I, I tend to. I have for, for decades. And the other day, I was going through some journals on my bookshelf. And I pulled one off the shelf and I just opened it to a random page. The date at the top, I always date things. Date at the top said October 28th, 2010. And I remember, I don't remember all the details, but I had just gotten off a call with with my leader at the time. I was a, I think I was living in Dallas, Texas, starting to build a, a team, learning sales, teaching them how to do sales. We were growing an office. And I got my review from, from, this individual. And he gave me some questions to ponder before the review. And this is what I had written down in the journal. The, the two questions that I want to point out is the first question was, I was supposed to just write out, who am I? Like, just if, if you're to look at who I am naturally, who would that be? And I wrote some bullet points underneath that. And the next question was, who am I not? Like, what is it that's really not me? It's not, doesn't come natural for me. It's, it's my weakness. It's, it's something I should avoid. Who am I not? And I'm just going to share some of these. Here's what I wrote in the top top question. Who am I? I wrote, I'm urgent, direct, strong, and aggressive. I have the ability to be tight with detail. I'm process-oriented. I'm more objective and logical than I am subjective and feelings-oriented. I have a lot of drive and can handle a lot of things on my plate. The next question, who am I not? This is what I wrote. And this, I honestly, I'll, I'll let you draw your own conclusions. This is what I wrote. I am not persuasive. I don't have charisma. I have a tendency to communicate too strong and abrasive. I wrote, I am not great with people. I actually crossed that one out in the moment. So there's pen over the top of it. And to the right of it, I said, yes, I am. The next one I wrote, I lack compassion and sensitivity towards others. And the, the other one I wrote is, I don't do well in large group interactions. So there's a little insight for you on what who I was a decade ago, back in 2010. Why am I sharing this with you? We are the stories we tell about ourselves. Because if you were to know me today, I am like the inverse of everything that I said I was back in 2010. Like, like, if I'm pretty sure if my wife were to read that, she'd be like, well, that's not my husband. That's not who he is. Like, that's not who I know. And that's not, no, that's not who I know personally either. I kind of can remember that person, but I, everything's changed. And that is just proof that you are the stories that you're telling about yourself. The stories we, we tell about ourselves are going to determine how you show up and the results that you create in your life. It wasn't until I started changing the story that things changed. And you know what? I'm constantly looking at the stories my, I'm telling myself. 
And so before I go any further, let me push play on a live workshop I did with a group of leaders down in Dallas, Texas. I'm actually just going to push play and let you in on the conversation that we had in that room. This is a workshop that I facilitated for a group of about 50 executive leaders at a a fairly large organization, all working on becoming better leaders so that they can develop their team and continue to grow their business. And whether you're a leader of a large organization or an entrepreneur of a with a team of 10, this has relevance for you. And so without further ado, let's play this recording so that you we can, we're going to go deeper on this topic of the story we tell ourselves. And then I'm going to come back and we'll do a little debrief at the end. This idea of leadership, am I a leader? How good of a, you know, the question isn't, am I a leader? It's always, how well am I leading? I don't care who you are. We're all leaders. The question is, how well am I leading? How well am I leading? And that question begins and starts with your own self-awareness. How aware are you of how you're showing up for your team? And by the end of this hour, you are going to be much clearer on why things are the way they are for you in the context of maybe your team or in the business or some of the challenges you're faced with. And you're gonna have an opportunity to take responsibility and start to make a shift. And this framework I'm gonna teach you is a, is a framework one, it starts with you. So we're, gonna talk, we're not talking about coaching. Coaching, being a great coach starts with leading yourself first. It just does. And so we're gonna spend some time just going into who am I as a leader and how well am I leading? Is it, is it the way that I desire to lead? Am I showing up the way that I desire? Because oftentimes there's a gap. When we start looking, we start realizing like, oh, I'm actually kind of an asshole at times when I really wanna be a kind person and care for my people. We need to be aware of that gap because when you see the gap, you get to go to work on closing that gap. So that's what we're gonna be doing for the next hour. Cool? Okay, creative and author Ananise Nin, she says this, I love this. She says, we do not see the world as it is. We see it as we are. We don't see the world as it is, we see it as we are. What do you think about that statement? It goes back to what I was saying earlier about leadership and who you are being is everything. It's not about how you do it. There's multitude of ways to lead people. Tough to nice, anything in between. It, there's all types of leaders out there and they're all effective. They can all be effective. So it's not how you're doing it and what you're doing that makes you a great leader. It's just, it's really at the end of it, it's who you're being. The who, who you are drives the what and the how. And what that means is what drives who you're being, ultimately, remember, you are your, where your attention is, and you drive your attention up here. The stories that we're telling ourselves. I'm going to ask you to get really vulnerable. Raise your hand if you have this inner critic, inner voice that saying you're not working hard enough, not doing enough. Who, who the hell do you think you are to raise your hand and take on this project? Come on, raise them high and keep them up. And you, you, you maybe just kind of maybe feel like you don't quite belong, like you really haven't earned the position you're in, this imposter feeling, right? (laughs) So if you looked around the room, most people had their their hands raised, and I'm willing to bet that if you didn't have your hand raised, that voice was saying, just keep your hand down, (laughs) you know? So the the thing here is we all have a story that we're telling ourselves 24-7. We do. 
the story about ourselves, story about the situation, story about our team, individuals on our team. And my question to you, and this is so important, this is self-awareness, and this is everything. Who you are being is going to drive the what and the how. The story you're telling yourself is going to drive what you do and how you do it. It just will. The, story, the question I want you to ask yourself, I want you to write this down and, and somehow try to remember it. Is the story I'm telling myself going to take me to where I want to go? The result. It's everything. Is the story I'm telling myself going to take me to where I want to go? So let's play this out, right? The story. I'm going to tell you a story. Before I came here yesterday, before I, I, my girls left for school, my middle girl, daughter, Sophie, she's seven, I, I looked her in the eye and said, Sophie, I'm nervous. Uh, Daddy's got to leave, and, and I'm nervous. I'm a little afraid. I don't want to mess this up. I don't want to disappoint the team that I'm going to go talk to. And I asked her to give me some advice. Part of that was me. I'd be, no, I'll be honest. I was, I was nervous. I was scared. She said this. I, I loved it. She says, Daddy, don't be afraid. Focus on the positive. Focus on how you can help him. Because if you're afraid, you won't do a good job. And I'm like, damn. Like, who's the coach in this family? Because she, that's what she was saying. She was saying, if you tell yourself a story of, oh, my God, I don't know if I should be up here. Have I really earned this position to talk to all the, I mean, right? You guys are great leaders, probably been leading longer than I have. So, and for her to say, you know what? The story you tell yourself is going to determine how you show up. And I was like, that's so good, Sophie. Thank you, right? And so here's what I mean. The story you tell yourself. Let's, let's play with another story I heard. I don't have enough time to develop my people. That is a story you're telling yourself. If you tell yourself that story, it's going to lead to a feeling, an emotion. And what is that feeling and emotion? I'm curious. What would you say if... If you were to say, I don't have enough time, and you kind of live in that, oh, overwhelmed, I don't have enough time, <sighs> I know I'm supposed to, but how the hell am I supposed to? That's the story. How do you usually feel in that moment? Because we've all been there. Come on. What's the emotion, the feeling? What's it feel like? Frustration, negative stress, overwhelmed. So if, that's how, if we're stressed, we're overwhelmed, we're frustrated, now tell me, how are you going to show up? What's the behavior? How do you show up when you're frustrated, stressed, and overwhelmed? Who wants to be real here? Mad? How do you treat your people when you're feeling that way? How do you show up? It's a tell? Yeah. You think you're attracting people in your direction or kind of sending some signals, right? We're not, half the time, we're not even aware that we're doing this. But that's why this story, being aware of the story, is the story I'm telling myself going to be take me where I want to go. So if I say that I want to elevate myself in the organization and de develop my people, elevate my people, then we need to find a story that's going to take you to where you want to go. Because the no time story is not good. We already established. That's going to lead you to feeling frustrated. And the story you tell yourself is a, is a choice. That's, that's, if you leave here with that, you've, you're, you're going to be a whole new person. You have to be responsible for the story you're telling yourself. Our minds give, give us four common stories where our mind literally is lying to us and really limits who we are being as a leader. There's four stories. So if you're writing notes in your, your book, the first one is around what we call, I'll call a limiting belief. 
limiting belief. You know, these, this is just kind of, you know what? We see, like an Ananis Nin said, we do not see the world as it is, we see it as we are. We all see our lives in, in situations through a, a lens, a filter, which has kind of become our belief system. And we all have very, look out in the, the America today, a multitude of belief systems, right? And that's the beautiful thing about America, right? We can include all that. And, but we all have that same thing. We have a belief sh system that's shaped by our experiences, our values, who our mom and dad were, our homes, trauma. All of that shapes how we see the world. So if you're wearing blue colored glasses, the world's going to look blue. You know, so this is, this limiting belief is we've been given some kind of operating rules, if you will. You know, we were taught to work hard to always be, be early, stay late. Now, these are just some rules that we kind of like, yep, that's, how, that's what I was taught, that's what I believe, right? But who's heard what got you here won't always get you there? Who's heard that? And so what happens, especially when, an or when you keep putting yourself at the bottom of a new mountain, and you will when you're growing and you're an organization that's growing and has the goals that you all have, what got you here, and it has, the belief systems, the, the, the beliefs, they've served you. They've gotten you to the point you're at today. But what got you here won't get you there. And so we've got to become really aware of what are the stories I'm telling myself that have kind of become rules? And is that rule really serving me and where I'm trying to go? That's important. So that's limiting beliefs. The second one is interpretations. In a leadership context, you know, I, I can just imagine, we've all been there, right? You're, you're talking to one of your employees. You're giving them some instruction. Hey, we've got to get the, you're giving them this objective what will you need from them, but you've got to rush off to a meeting. Before you leave, you just notice them kind of look at you. like, and, but you just, and, you, and right away, you start making some interpretations of that observation. Like, what the fuck? Does he not respect me? She, is she confused? Does she, does she got this? You know, she's going to F this up. Like, you know, we start interpreting because we saw a look. Instead of just turning and saying, hey, why the look? That's important. We, we create stories that have no evidence. We, we make an observation, and then we create a story with no evidence at whatsoever. There is no data, no facts whatsoever, and we do this most of the time with people, right? And we just, and we kind of, we limit them, those interpretations. So if, to, to check your inter interpretations, what, what evidence do I have that's leading me to believe this is true? And when I'm working with clients, oftentimes there's this awkward, shit, I don't have any, I don't know. And then, well, what might be some other interpretations? Well, maybe they're just ha having a bad day, or maybe they, you know, who knows? You know, if you really want to know, ask them. So that's interpretations. That's the, that's the second lie that our mind will start kind of spewing out, making stuff up, getting us, getting us from going where we want to go. The next one is assumptions. This is something oftentimes that, it's happened in the past, and we've just made a rule out of it. And we're just going to assume that, well, that's just true. This, it always plays out that way. We often do this with people. We give them an opportunity. Maybe they didn't fall through, and, well, we just can't give Jimmy that type of thing anymore, right? And that's just an assumption. Or maybe you personally raised your hand for a big project, and it didn't go so well. So your assumption is, I don't do good under pressure, and so I'm going to not raise my hand. But what's leading you to believe that you're still the same person you were 10 years ago or they're still the same person they were a year ago? And so 
this is all about just, again, what evidence do you have that this is true now? So that's assumptions. And then the last one is resistance. Stephen Pressfield, he's a prolific author, wrote the book Legend of Bagger Vance. Who's heard of that movie? It's, it's a movie now. Stephen Pressfield, he wrote a book called The War of Art. And he talks about this, this, it's a book written for artists and creatives and leaders because we're all creating something. We're creating our vision. He says that if you are choosing to be a, in a creative work, you have to face resistance day in and day out. That voice that wakes you up at two in the morning. That voice that when he, in a writing, con if you're a writer, you put your ass down on the chair to write. It's that voice that says, what are you doing? Like, you don't have anything good to say. You know, it's that inner critic that's constantly spewing out stories. And if you listen to that, if you listen to that resistance, this is what is true. It's going to be true for you. You're going to play small and you're going to play it safe. You just will. Earlier, everybody raised their hands. This Resistance that we all feel, that just makes you normal. That just makes you normal. And you get to choose to listen to that story or replace it with a different story. Resistance is the number one thing that keeps people from achieving their potential in life. It just is. Because our number one priority in life is to survive, to stay safe. And that's the job of resistance. So I want you to reframe this. I want you to... Notice it when it comes up, that fear. And I want you to look at that fear. Don't try to push it away because what you resist persists. Invite it to the party. Say, hey, I see you. I know that you're trying to keep me safe, but I've got this. Take a seat and, and do the thing that you know you're, you're called to do. Let your values lead, not your resistance. So that's, these are the four stories that we need to become aware of if we're, if we're going to elevate ourselves in a leadership context. All right. So there you have it. Let's do a little debrief. And I want to give you some marching orders, if you will, to just to really take something from this. Because as you were listening to this conversation I had with this group of leaders, what came, to, came up for you? You know, and, and I'm, I'm willing to bet there were some stories that maybe you became aware of, stories that you're telling yourself that more than likely aren't going to take you to where you want to go. Now, what do you want to do with that? Because how well is it going to go for you if you continue to tell yourself these stories that you're now aware of, that you're now aware that, you know what, these aren't conducive of the results that I want to get. So you now have an opportunity, and this is your call to action. I want you to rewrite your story. Pick one. Pick one dominant story that you find yourself telling yourself over and over again. You know, in the, in the recording, I talked about I don't have time for fill in the blank. You know, we all have things we tell ourselves we don't have time for that we really want to do. Change the story. I can't be this, do that because of whatever. Change the story. Because here's the thing. Oftentimes, if we really look at the evidence, there's probably less evidence to back up that you don't have time or that you can't do something or, or you're, you're an imposter in some way. There's probably evidence, there's probably plenty of evidence that if you focus on it, if you look in your past, that if you focus on it, 
it's evidence that says you are more than capable of doing this thing now. So what is it? Bring your past evidence, your past proof. Let it fuel your confidence and write a story that's probably more true and a story that's going to better serve you in the direction that you desire to go in your business and in your life. And if you identified that story, let me know what it is. I'd love to hear from you. If you're listening to this from the newsletter you get every week, reply to the email, or you can find me on Instagram at Zach.Aaron. DM me. I would love to hear what insights you had from today's episode. And until next time, thanks for joining me on the Create Purpose Podcast. All right. I want to take a moment to make an announcement. I want to let you know that I'm taking applications right now for the Create Purpose Mastermind, an intimate mastermind group for aspiring seven-figure creative female business owners who are looking to build their dream team. So if that's you, go to createpurpose.net forward slash mastermind. Here's what it's going to look like if you decide to spend a year with me and this intimate mastermind. You know, when I was putting this together, I really was thinking about what are the outcomes that I want you to get as a result of spending a year in this group. Number one is I want you to discover your unique greatness. Because when you surround yourself with people who see you for who you are and are able to draw you back to your own greatness, so much can change. Number two, I want to help you master your inner game. Because everything in business starts with self-awareness of why things are the way they are. Because as soon as you become aware of that, you get to decide and make a choice to change it for the better. Number three, I want to see you lead with confidence. You know, because I fundamentally believe you already have everything you need. You don't need another guru to show you the way. And I want to see you build your dream team. And that's what we're ultimately going to be doing in this group is building a business around a team of people that no longer centers around you, the leader, but you now have a team where you now are able to free yourself up to be the true CEO and create a visionary of your business, ultimately to grow your business, make your business easier to manage, more profitable, and a lot more fun. So if you're an inspiring seven-figure creative female business owner who's wanting to build your dream team and grow your business, then please don't wait. There's only 12 seats available, so don't hesitate in getting your application in. What if this were to be your breakthrough year? And what if this mastermind is exactly what you need to really grow your business and bring your unique potential to life? To learn more, go to createpurpose.net forward slash mastermind. Hopefully you really enjoyed this podcast episode, and my hope is you found it really inspirational. And also, most importantly, I hope you took away some practical things that you can start to do and apply in your own life. So finally, I have one small favor to ask of you before you go. Wherever you get your podcast, whether that's Apple Music or Spotify, if you enjoyed this episode, leave us a review. Love to hear your thoughts. Come find us on social media. Share it on social media. It just really helps us get the word out, helps us grow our audience. So please do that. Thanks to my team, Ashley Bolden, who handles all the admin, and Chris Skipper, who handles all the music and editing of this podcast. For more information on the Create Purpose podcast, you can go to www.createpurpose.net. And you can also follow me on Instagram at Zach.Arend. Please drop me a comment. Reach out. 
out, drop me a DM. I'd love to hear from you and love to hear what you're taking away from these conversations. What would you like to hear more of? Do you have any guests that you would love to see come on the show? And I'm always looking for great people to talk to people with great stories that can inspire you. And so if you know of anybody, send them my way. Love to hear from you. I'm your host, Zach Aaron, and I'll see you in the next episode of the Create Purpose podcast. Bye for now. 